Welcome back to the Tan and J-Man show on this January 27th, just gorgeous day. Tanner is not with us tonight because he is uh, battling an illness, so uh, his father, Big E as I like to call him, Eric <laughs> Lee, is with us in studio. Uh, before we get in, into anything, uh, it was a sad day yesterday in the uh, sports world with the uh, Passing of Kobe Bryant uh, in a helicopter accident, along with uh, eight other people, including his daughter Gigi. Um, why don't you just talk about Kobe a little bit? Uh, you, I, I don't know if you watch the NBA more than uh, I do, mm. um, but uh, Kobe was uh, <clears throat> an icon. It's a pretty sad day uh, in really the sports world. Yeah, I was uh, I was over here watching the uh, IU basketball game with Tanner and. Uh, I didn't know the effect that Kobe had on your generation. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I always thought of Kobe as a top 10 player. I didn't know he was so worldly uh, recognized as a, uh, a superstar. He was originally a 13th pick in the NBA draft as a 17-year-old by the Charlotte, I believe it was uh, Hornets in those days, mm-hmm. or his Bobcats. Got traded for Vladi Divac. Vladi Divac, yeah. I think that was a pretty good trade for the Lakers. Not bad. You know, as a... Uh, funny as as a basketball player his very first playoffs he was they were playing utah jazz and he took two shots in the last 30 seconds and airballed them both (laughs) and i can remember all the heat with all the older players on the team and in the 18 year old by that time jumping up and trying to knock these two shots down and everybody was criticizing him but uh, the one thing i will remember about him he probably was on the Mount Rushmore, the most clutch athletes mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I was trying to think of others in other sports that uh, you just knew were going to beat you in the last seconds. And, you know, I think there's a little of that in Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And before him, Joe Montana. Uh, there's two quarterbacks that just seemed to – and Roger Staubach to go way back, but guys that could bring teams back. And then, obviously, uh, Tiger Woods in golf. But, um, you know, there's not many pe- uh, athletes you can think of that when – uh, it was clutch time came mm-hmm. through time and time and time again. Uh, he obviously had 81 points in an NBA game, the second most ever. And even on his last game in his 20th year after Achilles' injury three years prior, had 60 points to finish his career against those same Utah Jazz <laughs> that he started his career in the playoffs. So, uh, uh, you know, Colby could speak three or four languages. I believe on his SATs, if I remember right, he was either in the low 1200s or something, just a uh, he was a different guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he seemed like a great father as well. I mean, he loved his girls. Um, and just the fact that he was with Gigi, taking her to a basketball game, um, tells you all you need to know about him. I mean, his uh, three daughters and his uh, wife, Vanessa. I mean, I don't even know how I would be able to deal with a right. death of uh, that magnitude. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him uh to his family but as he said about his clutchness the fact that he was willing to take those two shots at 18 years old right i mean uh he was ready for it and he uh didn't care if he missed right you know and one other thing i had uh thought about kobe today he's one of the few athletes i think that was not well liked early in his career Mm -hmm. that became someone everybody liked uh uh obviously i'm a golf nut jack nicholas was kind of the same way he started out and everybody liked arnold palmer and didn't want fat boy from ohio beating him but you know by the time he was done he was one of the most 
likable athletes in in history and and Kobe kind of became that when Kobe was early he was with Shaq and the two of them didn't get along real well even though they won three championships together and he kind of forced Shaq out and a lot of the population liked the big old happy Shaq you know and he was the fun guy but uh you know Kobe kind of changed the whole uh persona of himself over his 20 years so yeah it was a sad day for uh well, it was a sad day for the whole world, really. Yeah, and I mean, there was uh, seven more people that mm-hmm. also uh, were killed, including a legendary junior college baseball coach, John Altabelli, who, uh, with his wife and his uh, youngest daughter, uh, both perished in the uh, in the wreck. I mean, he leaves behind a son. And I think one other daughter as well. Um, but as I said, <coughs> I just I just can't even imagine having to deal with that. It's going to be tough for a long time. Um, I saw today the uh, Clippers and Lakers have postponed their game uh, for tomorrow night. So um, <clears throat> that's a um, that's a nice tribute, I guess uh, you could say. And I mean, so so many people or so many teams yesterday took twenty four second mm-hmm. uh, shot clock violations to start off the game and an eight second um, violation just throwing the ball away or at, uh, half court uh, as well. Um, but uh, just a sad day, and, um, you know, the world will move on eventually, but right now it is a uh, tough time. Um, I know yesterday Mike Breen said uh, during a game that uh, he didn't even want to be there uh, to commentate that game. So, Yeah, much like Michael, uh, Kobe was one of the few NBA stars that had two different numbers in his career. Mm-hmm. So yep. 24 and 8 being the two numbers and – and I, I actually just got a text from Tanner uh, right now who is uh, sitting upstairs. He said, uh, retired 24 and 8 forever, kind of like a, a Jackie Robinson tribute in baseball. And Dallas has already done that for mm-hmm. 24. So Right. Um, so I uh, want to move on uh, to our uh, regularly scheduled program. Uh, this episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer or handcrafted cocktail the dam landing is the place to be the dam landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful lake manitow that focuses on freshness and quality coming soon is the dam smoke which will be available on weekends and feature barbecue and steaks in addition you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap including a constant rotation of today's micro micro brews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using Fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou on their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boat or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I have a trivia question for you today. Okay. Kofi Coburn, uh, my Kofi Coburn, beast of the Big Ten, won his seventh Freshman of the Week award today, which is tied for second most all time. Who has the most Freshman of the Week awards. How, how long has there been a Freshman of the Week? I was hoping you would not ask this because it, <laughs> might, it might give it away. Oh. The award started in 2010-2011 season. All right, I'm going to write that down. Wow, the, that's a lot of Freshman of the Weeks. The player who has the most has 12, wow. which is just insane. I mean, that will probably never be broken um, in the Big Ten. But Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Now it's time for some On This Day to get uh, 
educated in the world of sports on January 27th. In 1967, the New Orleans Saints signed their first player. Can you name who that player was? Was it James Taylor? It was not. It was Paige Cothran. Uh, or he, sometimes Kicker. known as Paige Cothran. No. <laughs> kicker. <laughs> well, of course. Who, who, who would sign their kicker first? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, especially the legendary Paige Cothran. <laughs> 1969, Chuck Knoll is named head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Youngest coach in NFL history at the time. Had a pretty good career. He though. did all right. Yeah, all right. 1970, the Pittsburgh Steelers took Terry Bradshaw in the first round. Most overrated quarterback in history? Yeah, he's right up there. Did you know who he was a backup at college for one year? It was Phil Robertson, wasn't it? That's correct. From the uh, uh, Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty, dude. 1973, UCLA's basketball team won its 61st consecutive game. NCAA record. I assume that's still the record, too. They got it up to 88. Good Lord. (laughs) But uh, Connecticut has it for women. They went upper 90s, but uh, 88 still holds. Notre Dame dropped them, actually. I remember that. And they also stopped their 60-game streak a few years earlier. That was back when Notre Dame was actually good at basketball. That's uh, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> 1982, this was a uh, big day in Cubs land. Philadelphia Phillies traded Larry Bowen and Ryan Sandberg to the Cubs for Yvonne DeJesus. That was a good trade for the Cubs. Not bad. Sandberg won MVP. Was it just two years later? In yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite Cub teams ever until 2016. Yeah, 2016 was pretty good. Um, who who was it that had the ball going between his legs in 84? Was it Leon Durham? Yeah, Bull Durham. That's uh, Yeah, that was a toughie. That's classic Cubs. Pod, Padres. Is, yeah. yeah. They it, were up two games to nothing. Two in games to no, nothing. In right. those days, the uh, team with the best record didn't necessarily get home field. Mm-hmm. So the Cubs get two, and then they go out to San Diego, and Steve Blank and Garvey hit a home run to beat them <laughs> in game four. <laughs> I, I still hear people on Twitter just complaining about Steve Garvey. Oh, from, uh, yeah. I mean, that was 38 years ago now. And still Another complaining. reason to hate Michigan State <laughs> where he went to college. Uh, let's see here. Uh, not a whole lot has gone on. Uh, Super Bowl, what would that be? 25, 1991. Uh, can you name what happened in that Super Bowl? 91? Yes. Is that the year... Uh, Scott Norwood missed the 47-yard field goal. It is. Wide right. Yeah. It's the uh, New York Giants. The Whitney Houston game. You remember she sang the national anthem. It was when the uh, Iran, there was a potential war going on. It was uh, very famous. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> can, uh, can you name the MVP of that game? Otis Anderson. Otis Anderson. I didn't give didn't give you that trivia question today. I would have had better chance than this one you gave me, but uh, really, I think I think I, should, I've got somebody. Written you down. should get it. I think I might have it. Uh, let's see, uh, man. There's just not a whole lot of gone on. Nothing. Okay. 2019 NFL Pro Bowl. Can you name the MVP of last year's Pro Bowl? <laughs> you know I can't. <laughs> it was. It was Patrick Mahomes and Jamal Adams were co-MVPs. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, I couldn't have got that. No. So, s- s- keeping with the NFL, uh, we have a pretty big game on Sunday. We do. You want to preview it? Yeah, sure. Got the Chiefs and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, are the 49, do the 49ers have the best defense in football this year, statistically? Well, I think they have when uh, their whole front four is healthy. 
you know, they were out two guys there for four or five games, and their numbers got inflated. I know mm. New Orleans threw 46 on them, but, yeah. And they still somehow found a way to win it, yeah. the Niners did. Yeah. You know, Jimmy G, he can play. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's not a top-five quarterback, but he's he's better than average. He's probably the worst starting quarter. I, I wouldn't say he's a bad quarterback, as right. you said. Um, but is he probably the worst starting quarterback in a Super Bowl since – that version of Peyton Manning back well, in yeah. 2016 was really bad. Uh, it's sacrilegious in this room, but uh, <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, and, I mean, Fla- Flacco was okay. I know, I know you're a Flacker. A flacker He's okay. Flacco he, backer. He, he, uh, he does have an interesting record. He's got the most NFL uh, road wins in playoff history. Wow. Eli Manning second, who just retired, by the way. He, he did. Yeah. He'll be an interesting Hall of Fame. I was going to ask you, is he a Hall of Famer? He'll make it, but um, if he didn't have two Super Bowls, he would not. I agree. He so. was right at 500 in his career. Right, right. Um, he threw for over 50,000 yards, but in today's NFL, that's not. That's, right. If you just play long enough, you'll hit it. I mean, Jameis Winston's probably going to hit 50,000 sometime in his career, maybe, maybe <laughs> if, if, if he gets a starting job somewhere. Well, Eli did. Uh, probably Jameis is most like Eli of any mm-hmm. quarterback because uh, Eli led the league in interceptions three times. But sometimes that's misleading because there's only about half the quarterbacks that are good enough to start all 16 games. Right. Usually if you're leading the league in interceptions in game six, they yank you. But uh, Eli was good enough not to get yanked. But, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be an interesting case. But. And uh, his his career did not end great either. No, um, I don't. I've been on record saying he should have retired three or four years ago. And he just kind of hung on. Um, I I do agree he'll get in eventually, and he might even be a first ballot guy just because two Super Bowl championships right. hold weight. And I mean, it also doesn't help that uh, his brother is one of the greatest ever. Right. Um, and they'll look at that as well. And I I thought it was funny they asked. Uh, Peyton to kind of talk about his brother and he's I I thought it was funny he listed Eli as his third favorite player he said yeah. you know behind my dad and Dan Marino uh Eli was my favorite player so yeah it's kind of funny that I caught that too <laughs> uh to go back and answer your question though on the worst quarterback since you, you might go back to Jake DeLome for Carolina yeah I don't was. know if there was somebody you know there's always something you're right Flacco was pretty Kaepernick Kaepernick had a great year yeah, Flacco really had a great year. playoffs uh, you know, Brad Johnson mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl. Can yeah. you name the only quarterback to have won two Super Bowls who is not in the Hall of Fame? Not in the Hall of Fame. And is eligible. Obviously, Brady and uh, Peyton oh, aren't right. eligible yet. Um, two Super Bowls. Of course, Aikman then. Yeah. Oh, man. He played back for the, what was then called the Stanford Indians before they yeah. changed to the Cardinal. I don't know. Jim Plunkett. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Just a little. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> factoid. <laughs> yeah, I kind of threw that out there. Um, so as I said, we have the Chiefs and the Niners. Um, Chiefs. I mean, they've been rolling here. After they they need to stop getting down by fourteen, seventeen, right. twenty in the first quarter, especially against defense like the Niners, who can just get after you with Bosa, and they have Eric Armstead on the other side. Uh, the defense is nasty. Um, their defensive coordinator, what the heck's his name? Um, yeah. I, f- I forget what his name is. He's done a great job. He almost got canned last year because their defense just wasn't very good. Uh, but he's turned them around, mm-hmm. and uh, now he's a, a hot candidate for a job and will be at least for next year. Are all the jobs filled? I think Taryn and I talked about this last week. They, they are, I believe. Week, unless, of course, something happens. I mean, we saw in baseball <laughs> where 
Carlos Beltran and AJ Hinch both get fired, as did uh, Alex Cora as well yeah. in the middle of January. Right. So as uh, long as uh, nothing crazy happens, uh, well, the, no the, other the Chiefs well. probably have the fastest set of skill players mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL, and and you have a guy like Mahomes that can get a little bit of time, uh, and he and he probably throws ten balls a game over twenty yards. Right. You know, and if he just hits on three of them. Uh, you're just lucky if he, if Hill doesn't take it for 70. Mm-hmm. And what is funny is probably the two best tight ends in football are in this game. You know, George Kittle was uh, an afterthought in college. Right. I don't even remember he, he played for a, Iowa. He he was a block first yeah. guy. My mom's side of the family are huge Iowa fans, and my uncle always said that Kittle was nothing. He he was like their third best tight end yeah. on the roster. And here he is as one of the best uh, tight ends in the NFL now. Boy, Iowa does throw some tight ends in the right. NFL, though, starting yeah. you know back with Dallas right. Clark, and then they've, they've had uh, – Yeah, like Scott Chandler. Was he was he one? Yeah. Was the kid Scott? Fant this year, and yeah. then they had uh, – Hawkinson. Yeah, and then they had another guy. As, yeah, they just had a lot of mm-hmm. NFL tight ends. Um, give, give me a score prediction. Well, I'm going to go uh, – with my heart over my head, I think San Francisco is uh, 27-24. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, we'll see if they can run the ball. Kansas City's defense has been much improved. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny, Kansas City beat the AFC South to get here, which isn't a great division, but they, they beat uh, Tennessee and Houston. And the, uh, the 49ers, uh, they beat the NFC North, mm-hmm. the Vikings and the Packers. So, I don't think either one of them faced their toughest competition they could have in their conference. I think Baltimore was the best team in the AFC, and I think, uh, I don't know, maybe New Orleans would have been a better matchup, but uh, two really good teams. I have kind of compared this Chiefs defense to the Colts defense back in 2006. They were awful for a majority of the year, but then then got hot and were awesome in the postseason. I mean, they held – the Ravens, I, th- I think they have Steve McNair then. They did. It was like 15-6 to six game, yeah. five field goals to two. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with about three weeks to go in that season, that what was it, Maurice Jones-Drew ran for about 499 <laughs> yards, it seemed like, on Indianapolis. I, th- I think Fred Taylor ran for over 100 as well in that yeah, same it was, game. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I think they gave up 380 yards mm-hmm. rushing, and then here it was. Of course, when they did get to the Super Bowl, that might have been the worst quarterback ever to start in the Super Bowl, and Rex Grossman. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely. My God, he one. was awful. <laughs> Since then, we've had like Roethlisberger, um, Kurt Warner, Manning, Breeze, yeah, uh, Rodgers. Well, you think Brady, in AFC Russell alone, Wilson. Brady's had nine appearances, Manning four, and Roethlisberger three. So that's uh, sixteen. Of probably the last 18. Right. I think uh, Gannon have, was in there once, yeah. and Flacco was in there Flacco, once. and now Mahomes. Now Mahomes. And I think he's closer to the other three than he is Gannon or uh, <laughs> or uh, Flacco. Didn't, didn't Gannon win the MVP that year? He did. He had a great year. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he didn't have a good career, though. He just had that one unbelievable year. Yeah, he, he, was, a, he was a Delaware guy. Really? Him and Joe Flacco mm-hmm. both went to Delaware. I've... Flacco started his career at Pitt. Pitt right? Yeah, couldn't then, get the starting uh, job. Who was it? It was that. Uh, Ty, was it Tyler Palco? That yeah, that lefty that uh, said a bad word on national television <laughs> after they beat uh, Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame. Yeah, that was great. Well, which um, was worth it. I'm taking the. Actually, you know what? This will be the J Man's bucket prediction of the week. 
I think the Kansas City Chiefs uh, will win this ball game. Um, it will be interesting. As I said, their defense has been uh, pretty good here lately. Held Derrick Henry to, I think, 70 yards rushing. 69. 69 yards rushing. Um, the defense is playing great. Offense will score points. I know the Niners have a really good D, but um, Patrick Mahomes is too good. And I actually, I want to bring this up as well. Uh, Taryn and I talked about it last week. I think Patrick Mahomes is the most physically gifted quarterback to ever play in the NFL. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think I can disagree. I mean, uh, he has a lot of the same traits as Rodgers, except he's quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a little stronger arm. You know, Rodgers is now 37, but yeah. The way Mahomes can create an angle to throw for himself is something I've never seen with him sidearming balls and throwing across his body. Um, and he has probably, I don't know if he has the strongest arm in NFL history, but probably the strongest I've ever seen. I know Favre could throw end zone to end zone. Right. Well, so they said, you know, uh, I was thinking about Mahomes. They kept saying, well, if he doesn't win this year, he'll be back. This is year three. But the team they most remind me of uh, is the early 80s Dolphins, mm-hmm. as far as Duper and Clayton are a lot like Hill. And right. Small, Number fast. 17. And, you know, Marino threw 48 touchdowns that year, which in those days was like 12 above the NFL record that had been there forever. And, you know, Marino never got back. So mm-hmm. sometimes you got to take advantage of that one opportunity. You right. know, Lamar exactly. Jackson's not going anywhere, and he he may have Baltimore tougher nails. And um, So we'll see. But uh, It'll be an interesting matchup with Richard Sherman and Tyree Kill because Sherman is one of these slower corners. Yeah. Uh, in the league, he's huge, uh, yeah. but he's he's going to have to. I don't know what his strategy will be against a guy like Hill. You, you almost have to double-team him and hope uh, your safety can get back, but uh, Hill will blow right by him. Yeah, maybe it better, put, although he never goes inside, is put him on Kelsey, but I don't think that would happen yeah. because Sherman is big. I mean, mm-hmm. he got burnt pretty bad on a long pass by mm-hmm. the Packers with Adams, and although Adams is super quick, he's no Hill. No. <laughs> Um, so the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, and farm, contact Travis at 219-869-4561 and also at travis.watchering at infb.com. Also, next weekend is the uh, Hall of Fame vote for the NFL. So I'm going to go through this list. Of course, we have Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher have been Right. Elected already, uh, but I'm I'm going to go through this list. And, and Harold uh, Carmichael, who was an old player for the uh, the Eagles, was he a tight end? He he was actually a six foot eight split end, mm. and they picked him over Drew Pearson, and they showed a lot of pictures of Drew Pearson, who was a famous cowboy. Uh. <laughs> I was pretty upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stevie Atwater. I uh, I say no. Uh, you know, you're going to name fifteen. I think they take anywhere from four to seven, if I okay. remember right. So. Uh, uh, I have a, I have my uh, option to say change at the end, but right now, <laughs> since right. I'm, I'm going to leave it around five or six, I'm going to say no. Carl Banks. No. I don't know who that is. Who he was a linebacker with Lawrence Taylor on the great Giants team. Oh. He was the third linebacker. Carson Harry Carson's already in. Mm-hmm. LT's already in. Rondé Barber. Yes, but not this year. He's really good safety. He might make it. He, he, he'd be a fifth or sixth on the list probably. I don't know how long he's been on the ballot yeah. or out of football. Yeah. Uh, he's probably been out eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, he was a good player. Tony Baselli. I think he's in. Really? Yeah. Offensive lineman for Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Isaac Bruce. 
You know, they always take one receiver, it seems like. And I think uh, I, I think they're going to have to take another guy over him. So I'm going to say no. His teammate, Torrey Holt? I don't think it's going to be Torrey Holt either. Big game Holt. Yeah. Leroy Butler. No. Was he a Packer? Yeah. Was he a defensive back? Yeah, number 36. That's he right. was, uh, was. Okay. Never mind. Alan Fanica. Yes. Pittsburgh Steeler lineman. They like to put the offensive lineman in. I think a couple mm-hmm. of them are going to make it this year. Steve Hutchinson. Ooh, another lineman. He was a good one. Let me replace Alan Fanica with Steve Hutchinson. <laughs> All right. Steve Hutchinson, he he was a Seahawk. Yeah. And then he was traded to Minnesota. He played for the Vikings right. a little bit, yeah. Um, he was awesome mm-hmm. uh, back in the mid-late 2000s. I'm surprised he's not already in. Mm-hmm. Edron James. I don't think so. He was he's if there was a hall of really really good. Mm-hmm. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah. John Lynch. I don't think so. The Super Bowl run might actually help him a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's what his, made me think about that. Yeah. Um he was obviously good with uh Tampa Bay and um Denver. He was with Denver. <laughs> yeah. Denver, wasn't he? Uh Clay Matthews Sr. I don't think so. Boy, I'm not putting many in. <laughs> well, let's see. You have uh, the two linemen. You have the two linemen. That's it. That's it so far. Unless you unless you want to count Rondé for this year. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Sam Mills. I don't even know who that is. He was a middle linebacker for the Saints. Another one in the Hall of Very Good, but not a Hall of Famer. Troy Polamalu. Yes, I agree. I think he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lion eye great. Simeon Rice. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't either. He had a great college career. Yeah. It was him and um, who was the other? Was it Kevin Hardy? Was that his name? Yes. At Illinois, they went. One and two, didn't they? Or two and three? I think it was two and three or two and four, something like that. Um, I don't know if they won (laughs) won many games with them back then. I was going to say, how did they not win the national championship? Uh, It's it's Illinois. It's what they do. All right. Um, Richard Seymour. Ooh. He's going to be in that five or six position too. Mm. Yeah, he uh, he was super popular when he was with New England. Yeah, um, you look at his numbers though. I know, and they aren't that great. But he was the edge setter on those great that great Patriots dynasty in the two thousands. Uh, yeah, that, if you're on a team that wins a bunch, right, uh, you're likely going to get in. This is an interesting one from a special team standpoint. Uh, Steve Tasker. Yeah. They don't really have a special teams guy in the Hall of Fame other mm-hmm. than your kicker and punter, of which there's only two or three of those. So I'm going to say no. But, yeah, he was a good player. It will be interesting someday when this Matthew Slater comes up for uh, right. New England. Uh, He's been there forever. Yeah. Fred Taylor, we just mentioned him. No, he was right. good, though. I'm actually surprised he's on this uh, f- yeah. 15 list. He's probably the easiest to say no mm-hmm. to. Zach Thomas. I don't think so, Josh. I know I he's a either. dolphin. He was a good player. I'm I'm hoping so. Uh he's a seven time Pro Bowler, five time all pro. Um he was probably my favorite player growing up. Uh, but I don't think this is the first time he's ever been in the yeah. top fifteen. He's been in the other one for I don't know how long he's been out. It's been he's been out ten years at least. Right. Um hope he gets in one day, but it's likely not gonna be this year. I don't think so either. Heinz Ward. 
Can't believe he's been out that long for one. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's got if if not yet. He's got over a thousand catches and he's got a couple Super Bowl rings. I think he will get on there eventually. Yeah, I do too. Um, he he was uber popular with uh, Pittsburgh and he won two championships with them. So right now, receivers you have Isaac Bruce, you have Torrey Holt, mm-hmm. you have Heinz Ward, and then there's a fourth guy, Reggie Wayne. Yeah, I I think Reggie's going to make it. Um, but you know he's really just kind of a taller Heinz Ward. <laughs> that's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fair. His possession, you know, uh, in my opinion, Andrew Luck's worst pass as a Colt was the one that uh, derailed his career. He was getting sacked one time and he threw a lob up, and uh, it was only an eight yard pass I'll never forget. And Reggie came back to get it and he tore his Achilles. Yeah. It was an easy touchdown too, and uh, yeah. Luck was getting hit while he threw it, and. Uh, Wayne came back, but he was never the same. So, I think Wayne gets in of the four. I think Holt and uh, Bruce kind of work off each other a little bit. But uh, one of those four will make it between Ward, Bruce, Holt, and Wayne. That's a tough one. Uh, Reggie Wayne was obviously really good. He wouldn't he wouldn't be on this list if he wasn't. Right. Um, I don't think he makes it this year, but will in the next. Two or three years. I think this is his third time, maybe. Is second it, is second it or third time. Yeah. And, and to your point, he was never the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Colts offense, much like the Rams offense, too. I mean, they were just so prolific playing indoors. Right. They set, you know, numbers that are hard to duplicate. This is an interesting one. Patrick Willis. Ah, yeah. He had his career cut short. He did. Injury. Yeah, he's going to be very much like what's going to happen to Luke Keekley in a few years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think Luke actually played a year longer than Patrick did. He was the most feared linebacker in his time. Right, he was dominant. Yeah, I I, I think it's going to be a smaller class. They've been taking seven. I think they're going to take five because there's a lot of really good players, but there's no – I think Palomalu is probably as closest as being a – he's in. I I think on this list he is – the only lock. Yeah, I think you're right. And you you can argue for a bunch of them. Like, uh, I don't see Zach Thomas. I mm-hmm. don't see Fred Taylor. Um, I don't see Sam Mills. There's also Ricky Waters on this list. I kind of glossed over Yeah. Here. Yeah, Ricky's not going to make it. <laughs> he did have over 10,000 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. He did have three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. But uh, he was in a, in a uh, college backfield with him, Jerome Bettis, and Rick Meyer who was uh, yeah. Rookie of the Year and then faded away to obscurity. But hmm. Yeah, I don't think Ricky's making it. <laughs> no. Darren Woodson. No. No, nah, I wouldn't. I don't know. A lot of these guys that get into the media, it seems like they have a leg up because the yeah. media is the one kind of votes on it, isn't it? Or is it uh, yeah. just baseball that does that? No, it's it's uh, football too. Um, so I think he has a leg up in that. I mean, he, he was a good yeah, he defensive was. back, but uh, I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Famer. No. Last one, Bryant Young. Another Notre Dame boy. He was a he was a niner, wasn't he? He was. No. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Like I said, a couple of linemen, Palomalu, one of the receivers, maybe two. Maybe they'll go uh two of them, but like you said, not a surefire mm-hmm. first ballot, no brainer. Those are coming up soon too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um have they announced all the centennial slate? Or do, do they do that at the same? Because I know Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cower. Bill Cower were a centennial, but I didn't see any for. Pl- 
players or anything. Just just Harold Carmichael's the only one I that's, saw. Oh, that's the only one. Okay, I have no of the only one. Well, Ro- Roger Craig, uh, he was a good running back. Yeah, he's actually from Davenport, Iowa. Shout yeah. out to Davenport, Iowa. Oh yeah, Alex Karras, who uh, oh is yeah, Ted Karras, who's starting offensive lineman for the Patriots and former Illini's. It would be his. I don't know. Uncle, grandfather. He had so many relatives play uh, in the NFL. He's also the adopted parent of uh, Webster on the TV show Webster. He, that was him. The, <laughs> and he did Monday night, okay. Monday night Football. He did Blazing Saddles. Hmm. Blazing yeah. Saddles is hilarious. Got kicked out of the NFL for a year for uh, gambling. Him and Paul Horning in 1963, the, uh, the golden <laughs> boy. Yeah. So uh, they Pete Rose it that year. Just that year, though. They didn't yeah. give him a lifetime no, ban. One-year huh? ban. Should should Pete Rose be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah, he was good, he was good enough. Him, yeah, I guess what he did probably wasn't even as bad as what these Astros were doing sure, a few weeks ago. Exactly. So um, I'm I'm surprised the guy like AJ Hinch only got a year suspension. I'm surprised no players gotten any. Oh, I know. They said the reason why they haven't is because they were fully co- cooperative and got pretty much full immunity, um, which I don't think that's fair because yeah. they they knew what they were doing. Oh. Yeah, that's we've we've talked about it for yeah. three weeks and kind of sick of it. But at the same time, still yeah, it's it's just a, it's annoying. It. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears here. Actually, you know what? Sticking with baseball for just one quick note: um, the Cubs, because they have no money, according to uh, Tom Thomas Ricketts, <laughs> um, have let uh, Nick Castellanos, fan favorite, after only being there two months, yeah, walk and uh, sign a multi-year deal with the Reds. So. Cubs uh, Twitter, at least, was not very happy today. Um, Did they even make a competitive offer? No. Nah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't even think they really even talked to him. They, they're they interested in Scooter Jeanette, a grown man named Scooter. Mm. That just that moves the needle. Second baseman. Ugh. Custler, he was the uh, only hitter worth watching the Cubs the last six weeks of the year. Right. He, he kind of single-handedly kept him in for a little bit, and then the last two he, weeks is pure He was the garbage. only one that really actually showed some fire. Mm-hmm. Of course, Rizzo hurt his ankle and came back a few days later, uh, which helped. And they lost Javi Baez to a thumb injury. Right. Uh, but Nick Castellanos loved playing at Wrigley Field, loved playing in front of Cubs fans. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for them to get to the postseason. Right. Um, I will look back on the Cubs in 2019 as favorably as I do the 2004 Cubs, where they were up, what was it, two and a half games in the wild card entering the last week of the year and somehow finished two or three, two or three <laughs> games out. Just choked against the bad Mets and bad Reds team. That's, that's how favorably I will uh, look yeah. upon this uh Last year's Cubs team. But anyway, let's switch to some college basketball. Um, you're a Purdue grad. I am. Talk talk a little bit about uh, their week this week. Uh, preferably, I just want you. To, I just want to hear your thoughts on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, I've avoided this since I've been <laughs> over here. But uh, yeah, uh, it was pretty apparent early that the three best players on the court all were on the same team, and they weren't on my boilers. And uh, Interesting enough, I did pick Illinois to win the Big Ten at my fantasy draft. In, really? uh, yeah. And, and at that point, they had not right? been playing very yeah. good. You know, they'd had to screw up against Miami and they lost to Missouri. Uh, who has it? Took them to overtime at home early in the year. Nichols. Uh, Nichols, State. yeah. But uh, I thought they had the best 
tandem of guards in the Big Ten, and Frazier all of a sudden as playing mm-hmm. like one of them in the last three or four games. And what they could do against Purdue is um, they could pack the three-point line. We're not worried about anybody blowing past them because Purdue is not quick afoot. And they're probably one of the only, probably the only Big Ten team that can actually out-physical the Purdue big guy Williams in, in Coburn. So it was it was a perfect defensive strategy, and you looked at it and said that makes perfect sense because Purdue actually hit three of the seven threes they should, took, but they were never open for them. No. And uh, uh, Williams scored a couple buckets early, but um, Io took over the game, uh, particularly when Illinois made a couple mistakes and got down to eight or nine with about six minutes to go. And he took the kind of shots you dream of if you're a defense, uh, 15-foot. Well, unfortunately, that's his game. That's, that's a shot. Yeah. So that's what you want most of your guys to shoot. You don't want them shooting threes. You don't want them to have layups. But uh, And Frazier was on fire early. And uh, uh, I thought uh, both teams played poorly in the first half. Illinois plays very aggressive. They foul quite a bit. They actually have the uh, best foul rate in the conference this year. They do? do? They, yeah. They, well, they fouled a lot in the first half. Yes, they did. they did. And they turned it over quite a bit. Too. But um, unlike the last couple of years where they forced tons of turnovers but gave up a ton of easy baskets, I, I noticed in the two games Illinois played this week, they gave up six turnovers and two turnovers and beat two teams on the road. And Purdue and Michigan aren't great teams, but they are tough to beat at mm-hmm. their respective places. So I actually had Illinois down as the team of the week in the Big Ten. Uh Actually, I think I have Maryland down as the second best team of the week because they won two row games, even though one of them was just, uh, I think, Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Or was it? They got down 14 yeah. and a half and came back and won. Which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And then they were all-time great the first 12 minutes against Indiana, and you knew that wasn't going to last. But then they got down. They were six points down with a minute eight to go and ended up winning in regulation. And uh uh, Sticks got a little bit uh, hot with the IU crowd. I don't know if you saw that. I, I actually didn't see it, and I saw I apologized on Twitter today. The Turgeon uh, about ripped his head off. <laughs> that's, what, yeah, that's what Tanner said. Well, they, uh, there were some comments, I guess, coming from the student body. and uh, They have been known to do that a couple yes. times. Matt Harms took a little bit of heat last year there, and uh, I guess Xavier Tillman did mm-hmm. on uh, earlier in the week. But that uh, was a big win for Maryland. Indiana was about to have a fantastic week, you know. They, they would have been ranked today. Yeah, they would have absolutely. That one off. Absolutely. And, uh, um, you know, and the one thing Indiana, I, I, I sometimes compare Purdue and Indiana. Indiana had been 5-0 and in games that were decided in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> they beat Nebraska in overtime. They beat uh, Northwestern late. They beat uh, Connecticut late. They beat uh, Notre Dame late. Um so they were winning all the in Michigan State, and then they finally lose one. You know, whereas Purdue is two and four in games decided in the last thirty seconds. You know, your whole season can change sometimes mm-hmm. in how you handle the last thirty seconds of a game. Um, so I don't, I don't know what you know. I've kind of, Josh, I kind of have tiers of the Big Ten. I, I think there is now a top tier, and I, it's Illinois. I think Michigan State's a little below Illinois. But I also think Iowa and Maryland, those four teams seem to be at the halfway point, the uh, the four interesting teams in the Big Ten. And I wouldn't have said that about Maryland until this last week. Now that they won two road games, you know, they do have a – they're very tough at home. Somebody knocked them off there, though, last week. Was it Wisconsin or – somebody went into Maryland, I thought, and won. That's what I thought, too. 
But it wasn't this week. It was the week before. I actually think they're undefeated at home. Oh, really? Them, them and Rutgers are the only two. Well, and then the second tier I have down I thought was kind of interesting, and it's the who knows. It's Penn State and Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, both of them are very physical. Penn State is probably the most senior-dominated team. I mean, they got Watkins and Jamar Stevens, who have both played Lamar. Yeah, what is it, Jamar? Lamar. Lamar. You know, they've been four-year starters. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are coached by guys that are just gritty. Yeah. And uh, they're the Tier 2, but you don't know. You know, the culture hasn't been there. Tier 3 are the teams that I think are who knows. And that's where I have Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, and Indiana. They're all pretty good at home. They're not so good on the road. The two teams that are so far a disappointment are Michigan and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom tier, Northwestern, Nebraska. But, uh, you know, don't sleep on Nebraska either. Right, they, or Northwestern. They're playing they're better. Play, they're play, they've taken – I mean, they lost by five to Michigan State, four to Illinois. Right. Was it four to Indiana? And Illinois was actually at Illinois. Mm-hmm. And, and at Indiana, they only lost yeah, by that's true. three or four. Um, I, and then up 14 at home against Maryland. They were tied against Ohio State with – but if your team goes in there and loses, it's a bad loss. A real bad loss. Yeah. There's there's no way to really spin it as yeah. something other than that. They same, had a, same, same, same with Nebraska. I know they're playing better. I mean, they took Rutgers to the wire on. They should have had that game. Really? I, I didn't watch the They were up six with three minutes to go. Yikes. And uh, Geo Baker hit a step back three at the buzzer, or one second to go. But, uh, yeah, Nebraska's already beaten Iowa and Purdue at home. They'll probably get one or two more at home because uh, I think Hoiberg's a pretty darn good coach. I agree. You know, they only have one guy back from last year's team. and uh, The fact they're even competitive is uh, pretty, pretty yeah. incredible, especially early where they took Indiana to overtime and then yeah. beat Purdue pretty handily yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah, they got out to a 14 to nothing start and – yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, Michigan. We were talking about they. Uh, they're in a in a tough stretch, and they got Xavier Simpson out uh, suspended against um, Nebraska coming up Wednesday. Where's that game at? At Nebraska. Yeah. And then they go took one of their ten home games and decided to award their fans in New York with a game at Madison Square Garden against of all teams Rutgers, who. That's kind of the New York City team. Yeah. So, in in a lot of ways, Rutgers is going to have eleven home games, and Michigan's going to have nine. Because to me, Rutgers, they'll have that crowd. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you you witnessed them yeah beat when they were horrid, beat, beat Indiana in the Big Ten tournament, and, and took what I think was Purdue's best team in the last ten years. And, and if uh, Carson Edwards hadn't gone nuts, uh, Purdue was gone because us uh, Geo Baker and uh, was a Sanders Corey kid. Sanders. Oh my God, they both had thirty. And uh, they electrified that crowd. But, uh, uh, you know, just when you think Rutgers should have never been invited to the Big Ten, you know, they, they threw out a pretty nice team. I think they're right. very well coached. And their football is kind of turning, too, with Greg Schiano. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so, we'll see about that. actually not a pushover. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think anything – what do you think about Ohio State? Ohio State uh, desperately needed that game at Northwestern yesterday. And, yeah. they, and they got it. Yeah. Um, I think their schedule does their schedule lighten up a little bit. 
Is there a light schedule? There's, there's really not. There's, are, there's twelve teams that could make the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, and a lot of people have at least eleven in. Right. I don't think that many get in. No, no. I think between this, this tier that I said of uh, Wisconsin, Purdue, Minnesota, and Indiana, maybe two of those make it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Michigan and Ohio State can obviously move up to that. Right. And, and right now they have both those teams in. But you know, Ohio State, we thought it was unbelievable because they beat North Carolina. Well, that didn't. But they did beat Gonzaga, right? Yes, the next day. And um, Michigan had a couple nice wins early in the year. I, th- I think also North Carolina, right? North North Carolina and Gonzaga. That's who beat. Oh, Michigan did. Michigan. Ohio, did. St- Ohio State beat Kentucky. Kentucky, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So they they've got some nice wins. But uh, you know, it's interesting when they do these net fifties, and, and uh, uh, Indiana's not up at all. No. And so uh, I and I heard him say on TV yesterday that. From this point forward, Indiana has the toughest schedule in the country, mm. which I, I don't know. I think they only play Illinois once. They do. It's in Champaign, though. They, they've got to go to to uh, um, Breslin Center. They've got to go to, well, Mackey. But, I mean, that's in this it's not that big a deal, but that's hard to win there. Um, they've already played Maryland, so I don't know. They have to go to um, Ohio State. Yeah. They have to do that. Yeah, they're, they're they had uh, Rutgers this. They got to go to the. They got to go to the barn. Okay, and that's that's, that's no that's picnic, and they think they have to, to go to Iowa. About to Penn State. Yeah. Well, hmm. and that's the one thing as a Purdue fan, you're asking me eleven and nine, four and five, but they're done with Illinois tier one team. They're done with Michigan State tier one team. They're done with Maryland. So, um, but Iowa. Uh, I don't know where you know. I have them up there just because they score so well, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Honestly, as for Illinois, um, they're playing obviously better than anyone in the conference. They've won six in a row conference games, which is the first time they've done that since the two thousand four two thousand five team. Wow! And this is the fir- this is the farthest into the season they've been at, at least yesterday before the Michigan State game. Furthest into the season they've been. Um, Number one in the Big Ten since 2006. Um, this team won a ton, or this school, I should say, won a ton back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. They haven't really done a whole lot since, so uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty dang good right now. Oh yeah, they're uh, and and they've won some tight games, mm-hmm. and, it, and you have to, right? You uh, know, Northwestern, uh, Rutgers, was close and one. then obviously Michigan and Wisconsin. They won yeah. one, um, which is. Just great to see them find ways to win those right. kind of games because the first two years under Underwood, of course, they were really young. Um, they would find ways to lose. I mean, I don't know if you remember his first year, the first time they ever did the two Big Ten games early in December um, was they had to go to Northwestern when they played at that neutral mm-hmm. court because their court wasn't done. Then at home against Maryland, I think they lost Oh yeah, by one at Northwestern <laughs> even though they had the ball with no – shot clock on or anything and like had a turnover yeah and then they were up two against maryland with the ball and four seconds left and demonte williams threw it out of bounds oh yeah and um, all the way to the other end all the way to the other end so they got it right under the basket i think herder missed a three but then that uh that big guy they had who's with the hawks now fernando for yeah bruno fernando had a tip in at the buzzer to tie it and then they end up winning in overtime yeah um that's the kind of stuff i've been come accustomed to um, well, 
the past couple and that, years. But and that's what the Big Ten is this year. It's because uh, I, I, I obviously uh, the game I got to see Michigan State play. I can't imagine a top ten team ever playing worse than that. They could mm-hmm. it was yeah, Mackey, they could not make a basket. You know, you wanted to say your defense was great and stuff. They really have two main options and they got a couple of young guys who are going to be good. I can't, I think one's name's Brown. Uh Gabe Brown. Gabe Brown, he's gonna be good yeah. and they got this Bingham that's tall and skinny. He's going to be good, but if if Winston who in my opinion, Tanner said that you thought he was a Big Ten player of the year. I do not think he is at this point. At Mackey, he had nine turnovers and six points. Mm-hmm. Then he turns around has six points and four assists the next game. And then um, even the game against Indiana, he missed two or three free throws late. He's really good, and he probably will be in consideration, but I just don't have, think he's having as good a senior season as they thought he would. It's kind of funny you bring that up because I actually saw numbers – um, from like four or five guys over the past six since Illinois' win streak, and Io Desumu is actually I think second in the Big Ten in scoring behind Garza, who's just been insane yeah. this year. Yeah. Um. Well, those are probably, in my opinion, the two guys right now that are out in front for the Big Ten Player of the Year. But Winston's going to get, especially if Michigan State does end up winning. Mm-hmm. Um. In the, and even a guy who's on not as good of a team, but still a decent team in Minnesota, Daniel Arturo is really a good. great year. Um, and I think he actually might end up jumping after this year, which I'm actually going to talk about that if I can find the pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I did with it, though. I might have left it upstairs. Well, uh, I know uh, the ones Tanner thought might jump, he had uh, Kofi uh, Coburn and Ao from your school. I think one of those guys does, and it's Io. I think Kofi's back. I just don't see him in today's NBA. He had, now, 15, 20 years ago, I think he's a The problem is you can't see him in the, in, the, in the NBA two years from now either. I mean, that's, he's not going to do that's anything. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you know, Jalen Smith will probably jump. Yeah, I think he's gone. Boy, he had a game yesterday. Yeah. Garza? I just don't see him in the NBA either. I don't he's either. He's a senior next year. Um, so you might as well just come back, I guess. Yeah, if he really likes college, and mm-hmm. you know Iowa will be loaded next oh, year. Creener is the only so, senior yeah, they got yeah. that's worth the darn. Yep. And Bohannon, if he came back anywhere near where he was, mm-hmm. he Bohannon could probably go in this best, best clutch player ever with Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, you remember he had two or three games in a row. He uh-huh. nailed a three at the buzzer. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, do you think uh, Trace Jackson leaves early? I think he does. Really? Do you he, think he's that good? I don't know if he's that good. I mean, he's pretty good. They need to he's give him quick. the ball more. He's athletic. Yeah. Um, and that's a, I mean, he's he's the type of guy that uh, NBA G, GM yeah. can dream on yeah. and take, you know, I don't know, early 20s maybe. Yeah. And and they don't need to play him for a year or two. Right. Yeah, you're right. He's uh He's got a body on him, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's an athlete, whereas Luka Garza is just all right. skill. He's, yeah, he's, he's your prototypical four-year yeah. college player. Gets better every single year. He plays a lot like that best guy at the park. Uh-huh. You know, he's going up and under and yeah. stuff, you know, can't, can't Make, jump a lick. It, and he, he doesn't look like a basketball player. Yet. He's just whooping everyone out there. It's yeah, amazing. yeah. Um, you know, Tanner listed all the seniors, and there aren't hardly any team. Each team has about two seniors. The two kids for Illinois, neither one start. They're both no. good players, Feliz and Nichols. Andres Feliz saved them at Michigan. Yeah, uh, Frazier had four fouls, yeah. um, and Feliz went through a stretch where he scored, I think, 12 of their 18, just to kind of keep them afloat in the second half. Right. And, of course, Io did what Io does. IU's got uh, 
Green and Davis. Green's kind of their sixth guy. Davis is like their ninth guy. Devontae Green's a roller coaster. He is. <laughs> when he's on, uh, IU could probably beat anybody. But mm-hmm. when they're, I've seen more games because he's my fantasy guard, my, my number three pick, where he'll come in and Indiana's got a 10 point lead and he takes two bad shots mm-hmm. and, and gets the ball stripped. I, th- I think he did that yesterday, jacked up a three with he did. 15 seconds left in the shot clock. Yeah. And, but I remember, I'll never forget the Big Ten tournament last year. Ohio State was up 20 with six minutes to go, and, and he got rocking hot. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of a poor man's Carson Edwards. Yeah. He takes the same dang shots Carson did, but he's probably not, well, he's not as good. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then, uh, we, so we went to Illinois and Indiana. Purdue's got two, and this Jihad Proctor has not worked out at all. And Boudreau, I mean, he's a nice kid. <laughs> he's really smart. <laughs> he played really well against Wisconsin. So 10 points and 13 rebounds. But And he played good at Michigan State against Michigan State. But for the most part, he's not helped him either. Uh, Tanner told me we need to talk about Butler and Notre Dame real quick. Yep. We'll actually get to them once I – we start picking games. We have about seven and a half minutes left, so I'll just pick and choose a few games okay. to go through. Uh, tonight, Wisconsin at Iowa. Iowa. I agree. Michigan at Nebraska tomorrow night. I am going with Nebraska in an upset. I agree. No Simpson. Uh, yeah. He is by far their most important player. Yeah. Um, he's their facilitator. I assume Livers isn't going to play. He got, he hurt got re-hurt again. again, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was the same groin issue. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. And that's hurt him. Yeah. That's, that's killed him. They've lost... I think five of six or six of seven. Yeah. Um, and the one they had was Purdue in double overtime. I mean, yeah, they could was, be on a seven-game yeah, losing streak. Be, it, it'll be interesting once uh, – who's who, who's who's their assistant that was at uh, – Oh, um, Martelli? Yeah, Martelli, because uh, I think he's doing the bulk of the coaching. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on Howard. I used I to be yeah. two months ago. But I agree. Purdue at Rutgers. Uh I'm going to pick Purdue in an upset. I, they're due for one road mm-hmm. win somewhere over someone decent, but Rutgers is tough. They're physical. I 100% agree with you. I think Purdue goes in there. For some reason, I just feel yeah. like they're going to shoot lights out on the road. Well, lights out could be 40% for them. <laughs> That's a good point. Sa- you, Sa- Sasha needs to get hot. Rutgers has never beat Purdue since they've been in the Big Ten. Really? Yeah. It's one of two schools they've never beat. So. They've beaten Illinois once, and it – Kept Illinois out of the tournament last game of the well, year. Well, they beat a great Wisconsin team a few years I ago with uh, Comiskey and that whole group. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana at Penn State. Uh, I think Penn State's a tough place to play. I, I, I'm i picking Penn State, but I think it'll be a really good game. I'm picking Penn State as well on a close Indiana's one. getting better. Mm-hmm. They've got good players. Iowa at Maryland. I think Maryland. Iowa's got to prove to me that they can go on the road too. I'm actually picking Iowa in an upset. Maryland's due to lose a home game. Yeah. Indiana actually plays at Ohio State on Saturday. Now, I, I think Indiana will split this.